So how do we want to start this off? Should we just rub our scrouts on the microphones and <laughs> notice the, the 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 very light pitter patter from Adam? <laughs> Strength of mine. Just the big thud. The, the big thud. That's what they call it. The big thud. <laughs> all right. Well, how should we how should we kick this off? All right. Well, I, mean, I figured since it was all my idea, I should just lead off. Okay. So welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of the Metal Oasis. Uh, I am your host, Adam, with my lovely and beautiful co-host, Orion. Orion, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Wow. Can you say anything a little more enthusiastic? Nope. (laughs) Perfect. Well, that is... Wow. That's going to be a long night. Um, So the whole reason of all this and why we're here... You know, growing up, uh, listening to metal, I just, I've really, it's really taken me a long way in the twists and turns of my metal journey, uh, listening to other podcasts and hearing other people's stories. I was like, you know, maybe I could share my own story. So I just wanted to get with you and I figured we could go on this journey together and relive old bands, find new bands and kind of just go from A to Z. How does that sound to you? If you're referring to me, then yes, I agree. Which is why I'm also here. But if this was one of those like rhetorical questions for everyone else who's sitting in traffic, hopefully they're thinking about it too. Well, now they probably have turned us off because yeah, well, like... well, Chris has turned us off. He's the only one listening. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Oh, is that wine? Is that a little glass of wine you have there? It was some wine. Oh, very nice. But I do have my battle vest on, so it makes me a little more metal, right? I suppose I'm drinking a mini Dr. Pepper. Well, you are getting over the COVID, so this is true. I am. I am getting past the vid. I think if I took a, a sip of mead, I would just collapse and die on the ground. What were you drinking out of a horn? Well, yeah. So I mean, it's as it should be. Well, then you'd be go to Valhalla. Then that's right. So perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, Orion. So tell us a little bit about your metal journey. How did it all start? Oh, okay. I'll just pass it over to me. So yeah, I mean, I'll give like a couple like the early highlights i mean i have an older brother so as most of those relationships go i pretty much listen to what he listened to so i was really into the staples growing up in particular metallica i was like a diehard metallica fan as a kid like my fourth grade yearbook photo is me with one of those sick airbrushed metallica t-shirts because i was way too tiny for like an actual shirt so was it it the load shirt no dude it was just it was literally it's actually pretty tight it was just like you know you go to virginia beach and they have like the tourist places and you can like get like a little airbrush t-shirt normally it's like you know your family portrait as like little cartoon people or whatever instead i commissioned a metallica t-shirt because again i couldn't wear like adult size t-shirts because i was a tiny fourth grader uh I should, I wish I knew where that shirt was. It was tight. But yeah, so like grew up listening to like Metallica, a little bit of like Iron Maiden, Megadeth and stuff growing up. But in particular, it was Metallica, um, which we'll dive into more later. But that's kind of like what started. So I kind of started in like, you know, your, your quintessential thrash and like old Metallica. And then that branched out into more of like power metal, like Iron Maiden, getting into like Judas Priest and stuff like that. And then I went through like a pretty just only power metal phase. Like I was only listening to like Camelot and Blind Guardian and Symphony X and stuff like that. And then uh, I took a turn and started listening a lot more to like death and other good, other good stuff. And I don't know, I'm kind of all over the map. I I don't really listen to power metal very much anymore, but I would, I could say candidly, I think it pretty much all started with Metallica, which is like kind of the cop out answer for most people that like this kind of music, but it's, it's definitely true. It's like we're the foundation of, me liking this genre came from for sure. I mean, that's a pretty, I mean, I think pretty fair assessment. Um, I mean, Metallica's always say, but I mean, it has metal in its fucking name. Like, yeah, my name's Orion too. So it's just kind of like, I mean, it has to be exactly. I mean, yep. if only name was like Cthulhu, that'd be probably a little cooler though. It's my middle name, is it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, very interesting. Actually, that's not interesting at all. It's pretty cop out, it's pretty bland, basic. Oh, look at me. I like Megadeth and Metallica. Slayers. I noticed a. Too, uh, I noticed the. Uh, is that an under oath patch on your jacket there? It's actually a dark oath patch. Oh, I, I assumed under oath, but uh, it's underneath your black veil brides patch. 
Yes, it is with the brass knuckles and everything. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> so for me, you know, my metal journey kind of goes back really from like the 70s, really like pretty much classic rock and like 80s, like hair metal and stuff. Mm. You know, my dad got me into Kiss and um, like Southern Rock, like Leonard Skinner. Um, I pretty much was over. It was on classic rock radio. And then, of course, I mean, he was a big fan because he got to see all the bands, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Rat, um, Slaughter, Dokken. Um, he did see Iron Maiden before. So I'm pretty much just lived like vicariously through him. And it's like, oh, if he liked that, then I should listen to that. And then like, all I would listen to, it's like, I remember just in high school, you know, as my music taste, you know, changed from trying to find different things, you know, we, both of us in high school, I mean, pop punk was getting big. Uh, well, I guess more mm-hmm. mainstream, you know, Blink-22 was huge. Um, so, I mean, just listening to that, I was like, trying to find new music was for me difficult because I didn't have any internet. So all I had was just CDs and whatever came on TV and like trying to like watch MTV music videos and stuff. Um, I remember in like 10th grade, the uh, Avenged Sevenfold video for Backcountry came on. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <clears throat> what is this guy doing? And why are there three bass drums? I'm so confused, but this is pretty awesome. Um, so just like trying to at least just venture into new music taste. And then, you know, my music taste pretty much stayed stagnant. I mean, all throughout high school, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, freshman and sophomore, even into junior year, it was just, you know, classic rock and hair metal from the eighties. Yep. Um, and then of course Metallica obviously gets thrown in the mix, uh, but it was really just the hits, you know, master puppets, one fade to black, enter Sandman, you know, pretty much the black album in general, but that's all I listened to. I remember actually in eighth grade, this kid made fun of me because he's like, you don't like Metallica? Like, have you heard the new album, St. Anger? It's awesome. <laughs> the greatest Metallica and, album ever. Like, in hindsight, I'm like, you thought that was a good album? However, I did actually watch the uh, live Frantic music video from 2020, which was pretty awesome. So the one where they're like in a prison or was that St. Anger? No, it was like, they, I told you they did all this live recordings pretty much from like their most recent tour, which is going on now. Oh, 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 I thought you meant like a music video for Frantic, which I can't remember. I've mostly deleted that memory from my mind of that album, but oh. it comes up occasionally in conversation or memes. Yes. Tick, 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 tock. Oh, such a good song. It's not. It's not. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of standard, though, especially in high school. You get like your your rotations. I had a, I had a weird mix going on, especially by like I went through a pretty deep like Led Zeppelin phase for a bit. And so my albums, I'm just trying to remember what I was listening to the most at that time. It was like, shit, is that Led Zeppelin four? Whichever one has Achilles last stand. I can't remember which album that is right now. But I was listening to that a lot. And then um, there was some Camelot and Blind Guardian peppered in. Listening to Rust in Peace, like, repeatedly. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And then I started getting into death, like, later in high school. We had a, um, a buddy of ours, Todd, who introduced us to, um, like, death and some other bands, which I got super into. Um, also introduced us to Sleep, which was not a great experience. If you're familiar with, like, stoner metal. That is not typically my jam. Uh, like Jerusalem by Sleep, I think is a 55-minute song. And we listen to it all in one sitting, driving to Wintergreen. I think I've told you this story before. But <clears throat> we were going to Wintergreen. I was in high school. I think Chris and Todd must have been, I don't know, maybe juniors in college. And we took a road trip to Wintergreen. And we were like agreeing to take turns picking a song. <laughs> and Todd got to pick next. And he just fucking... Uh, sleep by Jerusalem, which was like 50 something minutes long. God, I need to uh, call him and tell him that I hate him now that I'm remembering <laughs> this. 20 years later, I hate you. Just about, yeah, this would have been like 2005, 2006. And we're getting close to the anniversary of uh, one of the worst car rides ever. I mean, really, pretty much for me, you know, after the you know, stagnation of just listening to the same old stuff, seeing the same old bands. Yeah. Um, like once I got into the band with Billy, um, I mean, he was really big into Asley Dying, Darkest Hour, All the Remains. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, that was kind of the beginning, I guess, sure. of the evolution of my metal taste. Because for the same time, you got to imagine, you know, there was no screaming vocals. There was no harsh vocals. I mean, obviously it was like in the 80s and stuff, but it was so underground and stuff that I just was not involved in. It's like, if I can't understand you, I'm not listening to you. So like hearing like mm-hmm. Tim Ambesis and Phil LeBlanc uh, and John Henry, it's like those just heavy vocals, like the Cookie Monster vocals, as they say. 
And I was like, what the hell is this? I can't understand a single thing they're saying. Um, but, you know, it was all the remains with he had to be able to change his voice and to flip to a clean voice. I was like, oh. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's one guy. I'm like, what? That's crazy. There's no way that one person can do those types of vocals. Like, they can make all those noises out of their, out of their mouth. And he's like, yeah. I was like, cool. So, but then that's when, you know, of course, Trivium comes into play, which is obviously actually the whole point of where this podcast came to mind for me was trying to do a Trivium podcast and just sit around talking Trivium for hours and hours with you. But we do that anyway. And it was from Shogun. And just, I was at my girlfriend's house for her 16th birthday party. And I was like, can I play a song? She's like, only one. I was like, can I do two? She's like, yes. And they were playing that shitty ass pop music. Uh, and I just put on Shogun and then I played Shogun again. <laughs> 25 minutes of just listening to metal. And it was uh, actually, Buddy was there. So it was just him and I sit on the couch just listening to Shogun. While she watched you staring into each other's eyes lovingly. Yes. Like, I mean, uh, I get it. You should have played, uh, what is, I guess it's like multiple songs. I was going to say, what, The Odyssey by Symphony X is like some ungodly length. I can't remember. Isn't, isn't Rhyme of the like, Manor like 11 minutes too? It's, there, there's some long ones. I haven't listened to Symphony X in a long time, but on the note of like vocalists that kind of made you go like, like what the fuck? I think for me, one of the biggest ones was actually Stu Block from Into Eternity. When I first heard um, some Into Eternity, I did not believe that that was one dude doing like those different vocal ranges. I was unaware that was a thing. I think the closest thing I had before that was like, Rob Halford's highs on like painkiller and some of the stuff on sad wings. Um, but yeah, those, that's when I like kind of started exploring like other vocal styles because I was kind of in a similar boat. I didn't like a lot of like the metalcore type vocals. It was pretty much you're either like one, one extreme or the other, like mostly just Rob Halford. And then um, I don't know, just other power metal vocals. And other, you know, kind of classic heavy metal vocals. And then Chuck Schuldner from Death was really the only departure that I, I really got into for a while. I didn't like most of the metalcore bands I was hearing. Like, All That Remains, I liked Six, right? It was on the Guitar yeah. Hero and stuff. I was like, that's a cool song, but I didn't like the vocal style for a while. I didn't really start to like that kind of stuff until really late, late high school, like senior year and even moving into like freshman year of college is when I started branching out a little bit more. I kind of had honestly... I can admit this, especially in high school when I kind of had like that, like metal elitist kind of thing. Right. It's like, oh, it's not it's not Iron Maiden. It's not Judas Priest. It's not Metallica. It's not Megadeth. So fuck you. Yeah. What is this Avenged Sevenfold bullshit or bullet for my Valentine or any of that? Thought it all sucked. Um, And then (laughs) later on, I was like, oh, if I actually listen to it, some of it's pretty okay. Um, But yeah, it just automatically I was like, nerds, Nerds. same with Trivium. I told you that before. Yeah. The first couple of times I heard Trivium, I was like, oh, these guys fucking suck. Um, but is then he I, dying in your arms right now? What a wimp! <laughs> exactly. Um, I was trying to listen to like I don't know people riding chariots into battle and shit, which cut Trivium, you know, got to bring some of that out a little later. Um, but yeah, I had like a pretty narrow scope on what I considered like good metal to be, um, which just kind of made it redundant, right? Like you just listen to the same albums over and over. I mean, I listened to Master of Puppets like a bajillion times. I still love it. I'll listen to it now, but yeah, I didn't really branch week. out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but I didn't branch out until I was, I don't know, like 17, 18 is when I actually started branching out beyond just like my core library. What was the first CD that you bought? The first CD I bought? I'm sure. Like, it was I'm Meta- like a newer band, like not Metallica, not Iron Man. Like what was like the first one that you were like? <laughs> you know what? I'm trying to, this might be wrong, but I think oddly enough, Believe by Disturbed might've been one of the first like, I'm trying to th- again, kind of outside of that standard wheelhouse. Like this is one of the bands that it was one of the few times that was a band that I was listening to that, that my older brother, Chris was like, not super into. That's when I like first started to develop like my own music identity. Um, I mean, I like like offspring and, you know, some bands outside of metal like incubus and stuff like that. But that was one of the first times I bought like a, you know, like a hard rocker metal album. I want to say it was believe Wait, it that wasn't, we- right. it wasn't weathered by Creed. No, we already had that. Uh, oh, okay. Chris had the full <laughs> Chris had the full Creed discography. We would just listen to it and cry in a room together. Uh, it was <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> but for some reason, that that sounds right. Because that would have put that would have been like 
eighth or ninth grade for me. I'm trying to think, right? Like what my sacrifice and that was like, Oh, one bro. No, my sacrifice again. <laughs> we already had Chris had Scott Stapp tattooed on his chest. So like we already had that covered, but as far as albums that I got, that was one of the first, that was one of the first CDs I can think of, but that's, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. What year did that come out? Hold on. Well, weather came out in 01. I just told you that. What year did that? 2000, September 2002. So, I mean, that that's in that right time period. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the that would have been eighth then. grade. That would have been the beginning of eighth grade for me. Yeah. Um, so that sounds right. I'm going to go with that. I think that's right. So I remember the, the very first album I actually bought, only one for me. It was for a buddy of mine's birthday. Um, it was the... Limp yeah, Biscuit, true. Chocolate, Starfish, and Hot Dog Flavored Water? No, my brother gave me that to me a, a long time ago. <laughs> um, it was an Atreyu album. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was an 06. Oh, a Death Grip on Yesterday. I just remember, like, seeing that um, he wanted it, so I bought it for him for his birthday. Wait, who like, wanted this? Just a buddy of mine in high school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, what is Atreyu? Isn't like the horse? That's the horse the from story? Correct, yeah. He's like, yeah, they're awesome. I listened to one song. I was like, this shit sucks. This isn't that's, Motley Crue. Honestly, that's kind of the same experience I had with Atreyu. I've told you this story numerous times. Um, but I saw Atreyu open for Megadeth. And we saw the name on, you know, as one of the openers. And I was like, Never Ending Story is pretty fucking great. I'm sure they're good. Um, and then they were really bad. Um, and, you know, again, kind of the whole, what we were chatting about earlier about not being a metal elitist or whatever, like, just listening to whatever you want, but I have never been able to get over that hurdle. Anytime you or anyone else has been like, let's listen to this Atreyu song. I'm like, I'd rather not. Well, uh, I mean, Billy always said is that as soon as he heard the theft, Atreyu was dead to him. Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm assuming a bad song. He said it's like, it's the transition from when they were quote unquote good. And then just lost their way. Granted, Mm -hmm. I do like a couple songs from lead sales, paper anchor, but. And I mean, they've got some good songs. I really just like that best of that they released of in the middle of their career. How how many albums have they made that was best of at that point? It sounds like they would have had like two CDs out. Uh, I think it was like it was four. It was. Um, I feel like there it? needs to be a certain. It was an 07. It literally had. It was from three albums. They did the very best of. I feel like that you don't have enough clout or enough of a career to create a best of album when you've made that would be like if after Master of Puppets, Metallica released a best of album from just what Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and Master of Puppets, <laughs> right? Like, just, yeah. I mean, those are great albums, but I mean, yeah, because I mean, literally the very best of what the best of it ends with the theft, and he's like, this shit sucks. And, yeah, but it had a cool cover. I mean, it had like the sheep with the little rainbow on it with blood dripping out of its mouth, and it was like a double open sleeve and then just like this like demon sheep underneath those that was cool but but the first cd i actually bought for myself was um thanks to guitar hero was dragon force oh dude yeah that's uh i actually went out and bought uh, inhuman (laughs) rampage um sonic firestorm and valley of the damned and played those i mean that's all i listened to just put them in the cd and played them and played them and played them and i was like what is this and watching their second bass player just like actually like watching him play with like all three fingers i was like this dude's fast like i want to play that fast i mean because seeing like steve harris play bass you know yeah, he could play fast he can do gallops and everything but they're not playing nearly as fast as dragon force and i was like this is awesome and just, i love the fantasy lyrics so i was like this is not you know the sleaze you know girls from the 80s this is just like <laughs> you know fantasies and you know the valley of the damned and the moon and the sun above the winter moonlight i'm just like through the fire and the flames i was like i don't know what any of this shit means but i love it (laughs) i remember it's funny right like i don't know if this happened to you too but i remember when through the fire and the flames came out and the music video came out for some reason my mindset was this is the perfect way to introduce my friends who don't really listen to metal to get into this because my thought was if i just blow them away with this music video of this band I like sort of listen to, then like they'll get it. And then every time I show them the music video, they're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like this is ridiculous. Is this Mario? Yeah. And I was just like, you know, kind of taken aback. I was like, how can you not love this? And then more I listened to it, I was like, this is like pretty kick you in the face. But I was even at a point where I was getting tired of it. I realized that's not like the best way to introduce people into that 
Like, well, also, Dragon Force is not, you know, your everyday metal. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, and then, like, after I graduated high school, I mean, really, for me, it was um, it's actually a guy that I graduated high school with who went to community college with me. And, um, I mean, this is the guy that in high school, black pants, black band T-shirt, just long black hair, every day, all day, pasty white skin, nicest dude, um, very smart. I mean. He had a shirt on. I don't even know what it was, but I was like, what is that? He told me and he showed me some songs. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he gave me an external hard drive. I was like, I think it was like a 200 gig hard drive of just ripped music. He was like, here, just take what you want. <laughs> and I was at that point just looking at the names. And I was like, what is, I'd heard of All the Remains. I've heard of Asley Dying. Uh, but I was like, what is Ensiferum? What is Omnium Gatherum? Um, I mean, I'd, there were so many bands on there. I wish I still had my old iTunes, but I, mean, I had ripped so many songs and I just got exposed to so much different stuff because of him. And it was awesome. Um, I mean, he'd, you know, he'd Trivium, Bullet for My Valentine, um, In Flames was on there, Soil Work. Um, Soil Work, yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I just like it exposed me to literally just like a blast of different genres of metal, mm-hmm. which is what I really needed to like kind of spark my system. Um, to really just you know also as, as being in a band just trying to find different things to really you know just different ideas and thoughts so also like insomnium love them seen them several times um but i mean really i mean i, I think it was trivium and bullet my valentine and in flames were the three bands that really make all you know, the first two were kind of a little the same but then in sure. flames little you know being an older band from the 90s and doing research i was like wait this type of metal existed in the 90s like what i thought it was only like britney spears and the backstreet boys <laughs> and new metal oh dude yeah it's funny like just thinking about kind of that like post high school phase where i kind of transitioned from listening to again the same metallica iron maiden judas priest albums repeatedly which i continue to do but ironically enough there was like this this divergence that happened with my brother and i where he started getting into bands like bullet for my valentine and stuff like that and i would like taunt him relentlessly like bullet for my valentine are you serious and then i listened to the poison and i was like that was pretty good um and then screaming fire came out and that year when i was going to community college i played those two albums so many times they were just constantly on loop just like poison and screaming fire over and over and over um and i saw them it wasn't a show i would have otherwise like considered like thought i'd want to go to but it was i can't remember who i was there but i know it was bullet for my valentine and avenge sevenfold and i was like a little fangirl like I mean, not panties on stage. I did. I brought five pairs with me and I threw them all on stage. Nice. Um, and but it was a great show. And I don't think that, you know, high school me would have wanted to go to that show, which is kind of like backwards. But it was it was a good time. Where was but the show? It was in Norfolk. It was at the okay. scope. Actually, wait, no, it wasn't at the scope. It was at the uh, I don't even know what it's called now. It's changed names again. But the, the convention center attached to ODU. Okay. Um, but on, on a similar note, to kind of like bring that back what are if you can remember, what is like the first it doesn't even have to be a metal show what is like the first concert you went to and then what is the first what you'd consider like metal show that you've well, done well my very first concert was um kiss on, That's the, on the first farewell tour while well, sure keep talking all that shit um it was actually probably the coolest thing it was in richmond it was on my birth, on my 10th birthday. Uh, and that day we actually had a field trip at school. So it was just like probably the coolest birthday. Um, and I fell asleep during the show. Nice. Uh, just being a little kid. Um, and a pyro went off and it just got back up and got to rocking, as my dad said. Um, and I've actually seen them eight more times. Um, but I'm still trying to, I'm trying to get Trivium to break that record um, with you. But my first metal show it probably would i mean i remember seeing if you don't count count like the glam metal stuff I and mean, i saw this count well i mean i, I mean i mean in terms of like the metal that i want to like want us to focus on oh sure sure yeah you know it's like i mean i saw molly crew in 04 i saw you know poison i saw cinderella 
uh, so I actually saw Poison Cinderella at Myrtle Beach uh, at the House of Blues sure. in, in 06. I saw Def Leppard several times. Uh, but I really think the first like metal show was Bill, Billy and I drove up to Baltimore. To Soundstage? Baltimore. Yeah, it was, I think it was either Samstage. Oh, I think it was Ramshead. Uh, okay. Um, if that was open. Um, but we saw Bullet for My Valentine. And I have no idea who else. Um, and I Trevante? was like, literally like in the back of the pit and just listening to me it was like and this is when screaming it was when screaming fire was out and like billy was all about him you know the guitar work um i think the guy's name was padge or something like that i don't know um, i don't know either um but it was like he loved it and i was like this is great and i love screaming fire you know because matt uh matt tuck's vocals were more on the clean side uh versus the poison, uh, which in hindsight I was a fool. The poison is a better album. Um, oh, I don't. Well, no, they're both pretty good. Go ahead. They are both great. I mean, I I, I lean to Screaming Fire more just because of the nostalgia because that was like the first album I listened to. That's fair. But then, you know, I still think you know you can't beat you know the first Bullet album into, of their discography because literally after that I think they just literally fall off the map. I've oh yeah, so I will. I don't listen to anything else past the first yeah. two albums. I mean, I try to. I definitely get you know give them a, ch- a shot. Um, I think their last album was it not not Venom, but um, I did hear a couple of stuff from Venom that I thought was okay. But I haven't. I mean, it's been ten years, more than ten years since I like actively listened to them. Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> Venom was twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's the last one I not last time I really listened, listened to them. But and then they have Gravity, and then I think it's just a self-titled. I haven't. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was my first metal show. Was Bullet My Valentine, and then the whole Mayhem Fest comes out. Oh yeah, that's what you know really just exposes you to so much. Crowd surf for the first time, and I got my first concussion. So it was, was that the one we went to? Or was this a different year that you that you went? Uh, that is not the one that you and I went to. No, that was, I think that was that would have been later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been later. Okay, that's not yeah. a bad first one. No, I mean it was great. I mean, to be, also, to see them on that Screaming Fire tour, that would I cool. think was probably actually is that the tour I saw them on? Because this would have been in two thousand. It would have been two thousand eight. Yeah, I was. I was going to say it was either fall of 07 or spring of 08 that I saw them. If I'm yeah, no, it had to have been like spring of 08. Yeah, I think we saw them fall. I think we saw them in the fall of 08. Um, it's, or maybe it was the spring. I can't remember because I just remember actually Billy's dad bought us a hotel to stay in overnight. Um, and I got a, I remember getting a t shirt. It was just the Union Jack with Bullet Point Valentine across it. Um, and it was a size small and it's been long gone now. Oh, size small? Oh, man. Yeah, I was, I was a tiny little gal back in high school. That's like a, a pocket turf or a, a handkerchief for you now. Well, that's a little rude. Well, um, that doesn't mean anything. I, I could... a crop top. Because <laughs> I got Dude, you should, That's what you should do. The next show we go to, you should you should find a small bullet from my Valentine tour shirt that does not cover your belly. That's what you should wear. <laughs> what was your that. first show? So. Was it was that the Camelot show? No, 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 no. Um, I saw them later. My first, like one of the first, con- I think the first like real concert I went to, not what you'd expect, but honestly, it's pretty highly ranked on my list of shows I've been to. And this is going to kind of come out of left field. It was Incubus and 30 Seconds to Mars opened for them. And they only had one album out at the time. And this is going to sound like ridiculous. That's first album in particular by 30 seconds bars is really damn good it's really really good it's just like an interesting like kind of like almost like new age rock they were really really good and i got to meet jared leto and he was very strange but they were great i had no idea who they were i had no idea who he was uh but they were really awesome and then incubus absolutely crushed it they were phenomenal live they were one of the better live bands i've seen across the you know multitudes of genres the first metal show I went to, which was like a dream come true for me as a kid, was Metallica, actually. Um, and it was the it was 2004, 2003 or 2004. I can't remember what year. Um, the Summer Sanitarium Tour. And uh, it was Metallica and the openers. I mean, this is going to sound so early 2000s. Are you ready? It yeah. had Mudvayne. 
okay. had Limp Biscuit. Oh. Uh, although I think that if I remember, they got booed off stage. However, again, hearkening back to, I, I should have brought this band up earlier, uh, like a middle school dream. Who else do you think was there? A middle school dream. Yep. Think Dragon Ball Z or just anything else that like a 12 year old would have loved. I don't know if Dragon I, Ball Z is a bite restaurant. Yeah, it's, like, it's Lincoln Park. I'm just trying to think of things from middle school that every middle school boy loved back in the day. Dragon Ball Z and Lincoln Park were like <laughs> unanimous, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had I had hybrid theory. I had Meteor. Yep. So I got to see. Um, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, that was such a like core memory for me was getting to see Lincoln Park, which is one of my like one of my secret favorite bands, especially when I was in middle school. And again, I looked up to an older brother who, you know, was all about like Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden. I'm sitting there like Lincoln Park, uh, <laughs> Lincoln Park. Uh, but they're fucking awesome. Uh, and I got to see Lincoln Park and, and Metallica. Um, and that is still one of my my favorite shows. I've since seen Metallica. I don't remember. I want to say six or seven times. And I would like to see them again. We were chatting about this recently, but um, yes. they're in Pittsburgh. What when August? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll talk about Metallica more, and yes. we could we should do like a couple of Metallica episodes, like dissect some albums. But um, yeah, that was one of the first. Actually, I'm pretty positive that was the first real metal show I went to. Um, yeah, I don't want to like take away too much potential future content. There's like a lot of other stuff that I want to talk about. Like, you could dive into like favorite shows or like craziest thing you've oh. seen in a show, like all that kind of stuff. We could do a whole episode just on like show memories or lack of depending on the show (laughs) (laughs) like when you drank all those not your father's root beers yeah and then you got concussed at that one trivium show (laughs) then matt recognized that you were that that leprechaun that got yeeted (laughs) into the ground so that's great we'll talk about that some more later (laughs) yes um let's let's well so i think actually after my first show was actually which was probably one of the best shows was actually all the remains and trivium oh that would have yeah yeah that, that was on when trivium was on the shogun tour and i think all the remains was still doing overcome um so just that was just a fantastic show and we were literally right in the front row uh, like i'm watching paulo do his bass solo doing becoming the mm-hmm. dragon and i'm just like this is fucking awesome and i remember um Corey broke Travis's symbol during one of the songs and it stopped the show and Matt <laughs> put made a bunch of jokes about it. Like, yeah, you know, normally the uh, drummer breaks his stuff, but our guitar player had to be an asshole and break the symbols for him. So uh what was if you can remember, because I can remember, what is that one pivotal song that really just it, it's changed your whole metal, you know, metal journey? Um what it, can you clarify what what you mean by like like right, what so, got me into the music or like what changed my perspective into looking at other types so of what, bands or so what changed mine was mm-hmm. trigger by in flames okay i will remember that for the day i die is that you know going from what have i talked about you know with the glam metal and just sure. the stagnation of you know stuff that's already popular and well known um shoals you know we we're at band practice one day and he's like check out this music video and of course, you know, Billy was showing me Bullet, showing me um, As I Dying, and it's, I just wasn't getting into it. But something about seeing the music video for Trigger from Inflamed, it just like, it was melodic. And even though he has those harsh vocals, I could still understand it. And yeah. I was like, my ear was just learning. I was like, this is awesome. So that, you know, that album, uh, I mean, Reroute to Remain, there's a whole unexplored world of metal out there and that's what i've got to find and mm-hmm. that's what i want that's what i really want to dive into with this whole podcast with you is you know going back through you know we can talk about master puppets we can talk about your favorite you know reload and garage ink and say anger <laughs> um i mean the first you know four albums are awful you know from what you say you know not my words <laughs> your words this sounds like um, entirely made up by you Metallica didn't even begin their career until the 90s, the Black <laughs> Album. Uh, Actually, the Black Album is, is fantastic. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, you can't deny it. But you know, I really want to revisit our albums and do these reviews and <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, go into, it's like, pick albums that, you know, oh, you know, like for me, Master Puppets is my favorite. Mm. But you like Ride the Lightning. And I was like, well, let's do Ride the Lightning then or something, because that's sure. not something that like, I listen to a lot. 
because I've got my favorites. And I like, like, let's give some love to albums that, you know, let's listen to, you know, Temper Temper from Bullet My Valentine and see if it actually is awful, you know, 10 years from now or 10 years after the fact. Um, <laughs> but that, that just, you know, again, that was the song that really got me was Trigger. Yeah. And I still, every time it comes on, it's like, if I'm like one of those in flames, it's just the first song I go to. Well, there's other mm-hmm. great songs, but that one is, will always be just number one for me. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good, that's a really good reference there. I mean, I think for me, the one that comes to mind, I guess the one that was kind of like a paradigm shift, not just to like this particular genre that I'm going to talk about, but just kind of opened the doors for me to like, accept there's other types of metal and other types of, you know, hard rock and stuff that I'd like outside of kind of your standard, you know, heavy metal bands. Spirit Crusher by Death was a big one for me that kind of like blew open the doors and made me realize there's a lot of other kind of subgenres and bands that if I had listened to even a couple of years before that, I probably would have just been like, man, eh, it doesn't sound like Metallica. It doesn't sound like Megadeth. It doesn't sound like Iron Maiden. Like, I'm not interested. Um, and it could have also, I mean, a lot of it could be, you know, that time of life, right? Like I'm not, I was about to graduate high school and, you know, whatever is a little more open to trying new things. But I would say Spirit Crusher by Death is the song that comes to mind that kind of was like, okay, like it's time for me to start listening to other shit. Um, that was a big one. I definitely want to talk about and listen to some death together later. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Oh, yeah. So I mean, tr- I mean, In Flames with Trigger was the one that, you know, got me into like the heavy side of metal and like <coughs> metalcore, but like that, really that melodic death metal um, mm-hmm. side of the world. And then actually it was in high school there was this kid i forgot what he would always talk about but he was always listening to nightwish and <laughs> but he was awesome. always like doing like heavy harsh vocals whilst like singing listening. Those songs and i was like what the hell is going on and and then he would like he showed it to me and it was the first song i heard was um i wish i had an angel and i was like what because that's when you get the whole like female vocals side of the sure. world. Because I mean, name any band from the eighties, um, which is name really any band from the seventies or eighties. But I mean, of course you had Heart, um, Stevie Nicks, or um, Fleetwood Mac, Joan Jett. You know, you got those bands. But that's all sure. You, just regular rock songs, uh, rock bands. But I mean, Nightwish was like you have this symphonic and opera metal and this person with these high-pitched vocals i was like what this is awesome and then i mean of course tara leaves the band and uh annette olsen comes in and that was actually you know the first album that i actually got was one with the new singer and i played that until it burned out it was awesome (laughs) so like but then that opens the whole world to you know sabaton power wolf um because more of dragon force i mean just a plethora of bands that are just just that over the top power metal. When was that for you that you said that you listened to Nightwish and it kind of got you into power metal? When was that? I mean, it was like 08, I think. So this would have been like it was, it was like no, it was 2007, 2008. Okay. So uh, it's like the opposite of what was happening for me. Like I was super into power metal and stuff like that. And then I kind of transitioned into listening to a lot more, you know, just heavier stuff and moving yeah. more into like the metalcore it's yeah because i was not into a lot of metalcore bands like i didn't really listen to i don't even know if metalcore is the right word or phrase or whatever but i i wasn't really into like lamb of god or stuff like that until much much later well it's it's the vocals yeah i mean because that's why i got into nightwish before i got into in flames just because night night i mean tara had the clean vocals and that has the clean vocals i can understand it yeah, you know, it's not until uh, that Inflames song mm-hmm. that I can. I mean, it's still kind of hard to understand of it, Don. <laughs> um, right? But it was just something that I was like, "Wow, this just hits me." So it's just like those were like the two, the two different bands besides, and also Dragon Force and kind of Dragon Force and Nightwish kind of revolve in the same circle. Yeah, but, it was like Blind know. Guardian. Um, yeah, and or Demons uh, and Wizards. Was, yeah, Demons and Wizards. Man, I listened to Nightfall on Middle Earth so much at 11th grade i was just like <laughs> just playing that shit all the time just wanted to be a wizard yeah so then i'm trying to i mean imagine i mean outside of i mean that and then 
once I get to VCU and then I meet you, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's when it just kind of opens the door even further. I mean, that, I mean, you're the one that introduced me to into eternity. Uh, um, oh, yeah. And like, I still show people, it was like, what's the just ridiculous metal song I get someone to? It's always it's timeless winter or some shit like that. It's severe emotional distress. However, that YouTube yeah. video sucks. And the audio oh, yeah, it's like, it's awful. like 220p and <laughs> yeah. Super but, compressed, just terrible. But, I mean, but luckily, now I was streaming. I was like, just pull up on my phone. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This, like, this is listen to multiple iterations of Sandstorm, make them listen to both. You know, what's wild is that Tim Roth and like he's is basically like Stu Block Light. Like, Tim can yeah. do all the cleans and all the screams. I mean, he, he was the first vocalist. And, yeah, you know, those first two albums are fantastic. So wait, are they making new? I mean. Because it, it, sure. Stu is back in into eternity, right? Yeah, he's back in. I think there. I I think he posted stuff on social media that he was back, and they were in the studio. Um, but I just, I think they're probably just gonna try and tour first. Yeah, I don't know, but I would be. They haven't posted anything in a couple months. Yeah, but I would be very down yeah. to catch. I saw Into Eternity open four. It will be a to- a coin toss from or between. It was either Symphony X or Camelot. I can't remember which, but they were definitely one of the best live bands I've seen, in ter- especially vocal performance. That was like the most blown away I've I've probably been. Besides, obviously Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, because just I mean, you know, that's like gods among men. But seeing Stu Block with Into Eternity live and actually seeing him do those ranges in person, I was like, okay, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, there was Into Eternity, and then we probably. I, I wish they would stop posting on social media just because it makes me jealous. It makes me feel a little sad. I'm just like, just get back together. I mean, three inches of blood. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. They keep posting stuff. Yeah. By the way, did you hear they have uh, the uh, Hadberg and Ash, the drummer, have a new band? It's like Ritual Dictates or something. They just released a new song called Burn the Widow. Uh, <laughs> I listened to it. It's it's very ghost-like. Uh, oh, really? If if it was just like, you know, like streaming in the background, I would have thought think it, was it was ghost. ghost. Okay. Yeah. Not, That's not so bad, though. You know, a little more like high pitched vocals versus ghost, but it, sure. it's still very, I like, had that ghost feel. Okay. Um, and then I got into Into Eternity. Um, I mean, further down the rabbit hole of Trivium. Um, God, there's just so many other bands. And we're going to have a lot of. We're going to have a lot of bands to dissect and we're going to need to figure yeah. out how kind of we want to approach doing that. Right. Like, do we have like full discography days where we just walk in sequence through albums and, and do that? Or do we have like, you know, a day dedicated to a particular album and we go through songs and talk about why that song in particular is, is ranked. Like, I think it would be fun, you know, <clears throat> especially bands that we're both super familiar with. If like we come in together and each of us rank songs on an album and then we don't oh, tell each sure. other. And then we sit down and I'm like, this is my ranking. And you're like, well, you're wrong because and then you talk about how, you know, XYZ song is your favorite. Yeah, you would put like the revanchist <laughs> like in the top five, like literally just be the top five songs and then everything else. After it's just revanchist repeatedly. Really? Correct. Uh, actually, that is a good song, but no, we're going to talk. About, it, it is. Oh, it is. Uh, but anyways, we'll, we'll dive into into all the reasons why you're wrong later on. We'll do that later in the podcast. Makes sense. <laughs> An asshole. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. That's why we're doing this. So, because we get along so well. We're best friends. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, you know, I think we, we kind of have teed it up in the sense of like, I think generally we, we just kind of want to navigate this, this musical landscape together and go through favorites. And, you know, we're going to have disagreements on some bands and kind of their, you know, tier of how good they are for each of us and we'll kind of see how that plays out but i'm excited to to take this journey with you yeah i'm definitely uh yeah and and i wanted you here with me um, to do this because you know our tastes are so opposite but so similar at the same time yeah uh we're just like two different wavelengths but we always sync up on something um like a venn diagram where I like good bands and you like terrible bands. And then occasionally in the middle, you get like your triviums and you're into eternities. And demons and wizards. That demons. Actually, there's a lot of bands that would be, it's kind of like the opposite. There's not that many bands that either of us like the other person hates. It's more, we have a lot of bands that we both like. 
Yeah, like you like Mumford and Sons, and I think they're awful. Mumford and Sons is, as I mentioned, or as I said, they're just this is the stomp clap. Hey, right? That's 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 that band, right? I said that to my coworker, and she's like Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Pretty much, if you went to a wedding in the last fifteen goddamn years, then then that's what happened. I'm not gonna lie, I do like that first album. So. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Just put my metal cred on the line over here. Mm-hmm. Well, we started by talking about Creed, so we threw that out the window almost immediately. Well, Creed will be the perpetual just punching bag as well as just heartthrob. I mean, <laughs> it's what gets us out of bed in the morning. It's true. <laughs> it's Creed. I mean, when I when I fall out of bed, I, I'm there with he's there with arms wide open. We're not doing this. <laughs> We're not doing this. It's too early. In too this. early. It's eleven o'clock. I meant in the in the longevity of this of this podcast, we can't be busting out all the Creed puns. We'll do a Creed day, and then we'll have the record least number of listens ever <laughs> of any podcast in any genre. It's just one. It's me. It's just well, it, yeah. Actually, it would only be one. It would be you. I wouldn't listen to it because <laughs> I would have to edit it. I'm like, why the hell did we do this? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll cross that bridge. We can invite Chris. Just for the Creed episode, <laughs> we'll tell him that we're going to do a deep dive into his favorite bands, and then <laughs> we'll just pull up all the Creed discography, and that's all he's allowed to talk about. He'd be like, "Oh, well, this is a great, great topic, guys." Well, he, he'd he'd break it down. He'd break it down because he loves Creed. As Speaking of, do. let's just never forget about Tremonti. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, you know, I will say this, and we'll 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 do some um, live show discussions i am to this day of all the concerts we've been to and all the almost punch in the face moments that i've witnessed you get in i don't understand how you did not get beat up at that show because you're just standing behind just a just a a a pile of tremonti fans and the moment they get on stage <laughs> screaming at them to play various Creed songs. And there's like six dudes towering over you, just turning around like, shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. <laughs> and they're all they're all there for Tremonti. Like it's so clear. They all have soul patches. Every single <laughs> one of them. <laughs> and I'm I'm just standing there like you're gonna get beat up by fans of Tremonti of all things. But it didn't happen. I have no idea how. Really don't. I guess the only thought was that they thought you were either a child or some sort of like mystical leprechaun. And they thought it'd be bad luck to beat you up. So thankfully that didn't happen. But I don't know. We'll dive into that more later. But I I truly don't know how you have not been fought at so many of the shows that we've been to. That's true. That is very true. Well, on that note, um, like I said, definitely next week. I think we should definitely do an album breakdown. Uh, okay. re- revisit something. Yeah. Um, I think one of our pivotal albums, or just something uh, from a pivotal band for us. Mm. And let's start. Let's start light. Or by light, I mean let's start at a very familiar level. I'm thinking we rock some like Kiss, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, something at the helicopter view, right? Bands that are a little more kind of up in the periphery and then we'll and then we'll and then we'll dive in we can talk about that i don't know i kind of really want, i really want to do a trivium one because this is i just want to talk about trivium with you i know you do i know you do buddy and i'm down and i, I am a convert i mean i said this at the beginning of the episode that a trivium was was not even somewhat on my radar for the longest time and i went from having from being very skeptical to i could say candidly they're, they're definitely one of my like favorite bands for sure I mean, they're just seeing that type of band evolve from, you know, Ember to Inferno and Ascendancy and the Crusade to, you know, the most recent like Alex Bent trilogy of albums. Oh, yeah. It's just the songwriting has just, you know, it's gotten so much stronger. The vocabulary just gotten ridiculously lengthier um, with words I can't understand half the time. I mean, pull out a dictionary or a thesaurus. Um, yeah, that, that's just a great, and that's pretty much, I mean, this is, Pretty much why you and I are really here is that band has pretty much tied us together. It um, has. And we have gone on many, many road trips to see them play. Um, 
And, you know, that's just, I think, one of the basis of our friendship here. So I'm excited to talk about them, talk about pretty much, you know, the journey of our bands. You know, I show you bands like, you know, Sabaton and Powerwolf. You show me whatever the hell you want to show me. Just mm-hmm. not your penis. Uh, well, that was too late. Uh, that's true. Oh, it's on the Zoom. Oh, God. <laughs> Break up my magnifying glass over here. No, no, he just he's just blinded by magnificence. We're going to edit this out. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited, buddy. This is going to be a lot of fun. Well, perfect. Well, uh, for everyone listening, you know, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on this and see you know, how wrong Ryan is or how wrong I am or how stupid we are. Um, let us hear your feedback. Uh, we're on, you know, we got a Facebook page, uh, the Metal Oasis. We got a Twitter account at the Metal Oasis. Uh, uh, we even got an email address. So please email me, you know, the Metal Oasis at gmail.com. I'd love to hear emails. Uh, so you know, is that how is you, me. is that how you, is that how you decipher emails? You hear them? Shut up. <laughs> you know what the hell I meant. I like to read your emails, see your emails. I like to hear them when I read them to myself there you out go. loud. Uh, but yeah, you know, this is something new for us and I definitely, you know, have listened to other podcasts in the past and just seeing the feedback that they get, um, and just, you know, the community that they build just by two guys talking and being connected to other people worldwide. It's pretty cool. And I just would love to share my experience with everybody. I want to Ryan to share his experience with everybody. And, you know, maybe this grows into something a lot larger and that's what we're looking for. So again, welcome to the Metal Oasis, a place for us to chill, relax, and talk metal. So until next time, my buddy, let's talk soon. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to having these conversations and us to continue to plan this out and make it a little more you know, framed up as we go through. But this is fun, buddy. This is a good time. All right. On that note. Adios, muchacho. I will catch you on the flip side. All right. Good night.